so now it's a matter of us pulling it all together to light the hog joint and, and putting on what I think will be a brilliant showcase for the sport. Yeah, we'll be honest with ourselves next week, as usual, and say, OK, it's a stonking result, but what could we have done better? Finding that passion for racing again. You know, stop looking at it like my job and, and go back to just doing it because I love racing cars and I love competing and that's really what's changed this year. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Uh, post Barbagallo or pre-Winton. Well, before Winton, we've got uh, TCR lighting up in Sydney. It'll be pretty interesting there, Craig, won't it? It's going to be an interesting event for sure and plenty of news around TCR and uh, there has been some calls out in the media circle certainly that TCR should be on the supercars program. Um, Some may recall that TCR Australia or uh, what is it, the Australian Motor Racing Group or Australian Racing Group wanted to get on the supercar program but were um, told thanks but no thanks. So they've done the deal with Winton but... There are calls that these cars probably will appeal to younger people and uh, supercars could be doing itself a disservice by letting them run uh, on another program. But there's a whole bunch of questions that will start to be answered this weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. And I I think there is uh, quite an, an anticipation around it. I think there's an enormous anticipation around it, great deal of excitement, and I, I suppose it is some years since we've had a new category in this country. Obviously, the Super 5000 has been sort of promising, promising, it's coming, it's coming, and it's still coming, and Gary Rogers and his team are still working hard on it. But anyway, the TCR this weekend, um, it was going to be interesting. They've just announced that Andre Heingartner will fill the fourth Kelly car, and he'll be driving a Subaru alongside Molly Taylor, who has been quite some years a Subaru contracted driver in rallying, but now she's making her debut in circuit racing. And there's two other cars out of the uh, Kelly uh, garage, um, which are a pair of Opals, I believe, that may be branded as uh, Holdens, with Alex Rullo and, of course, a very uh, encouragingly quick young Australian woman called Chelsea Angelo who's been around Formula Ford and a couple of other categories uh, and she's on the fringes and it could well be her great chance but there's a great uh, pile of drivers both experienced and young Jason Bright and a pair of uh, golfs, VW golfs with a New Zealand driver. Do you know anything about Alexandra Whiteley? Only that she has won a ute race in the New Zealand Championship and It'll be interesting to see how uh, she shapes up in the TCR. Of course, there's a lot of interest in New Zealand about where TCR might fit in their motor racing uh, landscape. And uh, we'll watch with interest how TCR Australia might um, be involved with whatever happens in New Zealand, particularly considering all these cars won't be far away in the case of getting them across the ditch for the New Zealand Summer Motor Racing Series. Absolutely, and that could provide just something that we should have had for a long time, is some trans-Tasman competition between Australia and New Zealand. Um, Other drivers in the uh, field, a terrific pair of Hondas, Tony Dalberto and Johnny Martin, who hasn't done a lot of racing in Australia because he's been so many years in the UK. Then there's... um, 
a pair of GRM Renaults uh, with uh, Chris Pither and James Moffat. Now, they'll be a, a fast pair being run by Bruin Beasley. And he's also running an Alpha for Jimmy Vernon, a very quick young driver. While there's a second Alpha that Ash C was looking after, and they're running Dylan O'Keefe, who's a regular GRM in Super 2 this year. Then you get to some Hyundais, and there's a, a squad of Hyundais, two of them uh, from Sydney for Will Brown and Nathan Morecambe, and I suppose the other pair will come from Sydney as well, with Garth Walden running a, a pair on, but no drivers for that yet. So all in all, it's going to be a, a really terrific race. They've just announced that Alex Davison... Um, is going to be the uh, DSO, the Driving Stands Observer for the category, and he's rather excited about being there and being involved in that. So that all looks pretty terrific there. So we'll be able to watch that live on SBS uh, on Sunday, I believe. I don't on know Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. So fantastic. That is great news. So that's more motor racing on Australian television, which, of course, um, it was interesting certainly seeing that Perth, um, but I really felt that they made a mistake in running just the supercars on it not showing anything else live on the night. They should have had something after. But anyway, <laughs> of other news this week, we've got the build-up for Winton, which, of course, is the uh, no longer just a run-around a clothesline like Dick Johnson used to uh, describe it. Uh, we've uh, got the uh, two-day Winton um, event, which is not this weekend. It's a 24-25 weekend. And um, Super 3s are running there. TCM, Terracar Masters, Super Utes, Formula Ford, and terrifically, I haven't actually been to an event with Hyundai XLs. Um, I know that many, many, many of them have raced for quite some time around Winton, so that'll be terrific to see. So they're all there. Um, those will be there on the Friday, but on the uh, Saturday and Sunday, it'll just be the uh, super supercars running on those two days only. Um, there's been a bit of testing at Winton with uh, Brad Jones, Erebus, Walkinshaws, and Matt White taking a couple of cars up for a test. So they've had some recent form there to uh, give them a feel on what the track's like. So that'll be terrific. Other news around, Craig, you're aware of some contracts that have been drawn up for new tracks or existing tracks? Yeah, well, four-year deal for Simmons Plain. So that's great news for everyone down in the Apple Isle that they'll be continuing on with what is the largest weekend sporting event down in Tasmania. Then uh, OTR, of course, which is their Shaheen's uh, petroleum company, is going to be the naming rights sponsors of the OTR Super Sprint at the Bend for the next three years. So that is also good news for all the uh, fans of the west, uh, sorry, the uh, central Adelaide area where they've got confirmation now on how that OTR Super Sprint is going to work in their calendar. Now, I know you didn't want to talk about it, but I'm going to bring it up that uh, some stories running around in the general media about the future for uh, Sandown, and I really, really think the bend would lend itself to a long race. Um, however, it's the bend is in August, and Sandown now, of course, is not in September. So whether that means they've got to completely replan 
their schedule again, I'm not 100% sure. It would make it interesting. And then certainly, you know, many years of having the build-up of the Sandan 500 for Bathurst. And, of course, that's not happening this year. We've got that weirdness where it's Bathurst, Gold Coast, and then back to Melbourne. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. And um, certainly the uh, track over at Adelaide lends it... Well, not Adelaide, of course. It's at Talon Bend. It lends itself to an endurance race. Big track. It can take all the cars we have and uh, over a distance it'll be terrific to see. But this week our interviews are pre-TCR interviews because we spoke with Jason Bright. Really interesting talk to get his thoughts on uh, TCR and where he's going with his business. Obviously he's given up driving full-time in the series in supercars and he makes his debut this weekend in another category be quite some years since he's driven in anything else. Maybe he's done the odd uh, 12 hour or six hour or something like that. But he's he's talking to us. And the other one, of course, is Barry Rogers. Now, you had a great chat with Barry. Yeah, indeed. Talking about the diversification of GRM. As we know, they've got their TCR that starts up this weekend. They're also doing the Super 5000 program. So we speak to Gary, uh, uh, sorry, we speak to Barry about that diversification program and uh, how they're looking at the the new world of how to make a living in motorsport in Australia. So after the break, we'll have Barry Rogers talking about the diversification of GRM. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck. For Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas, there actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske. And you're on Inside Supercars. Barry Rogers, it's interesting to see how GRM is looking at its future and looking at the different opportunities in motorsport. And I guess it's an important thing as sponsorship revenues and and things like that become harder and harder to get. Supercars is more expensive, so that doesn't turn as much of a profit potentially. You've been looking at other ways to diversify the business. And it started with the first announcement, I guess, with Super 2s. Super 2s... We got into that uh, for the first time in 2000 and I'm trying to think it was 14 or 15, I think it was 2015. Uh, I want to say the first time we did run Leanne Tanda back in the early 2000s, but we hadn't been involved in Super 2s for at least 10 or 12 years. Um, And really, look, it probably just comes back to, and you know, people often try to read more into it than probably what there really is. I mean, the fact is we employ 35 people. Um, we've just got to continually look to get work for them. I mean, when the ZB came out, that sort of was less work again because Roland or Triple Eight um, providing all the panels for those cars, and we have quite a large composite department at work, and we've got good, loyal staff, and we want to keep our staff. Um, and um, in recent years, building Volvos, building other cars, building going from Volvos to VFs into ZBs, uh, we've had had some work for our fabrication department and things, but that work sort of dries up as you get into it. You know, once you've established what car you're racing, and really, we're just looking for other things to get to to do work-wise. Um, we do a little bit of outside work for builders and bits and pieces, but motorsport is our is our core business, and we saw an opportunity. You know, started with the S5000s. Uh, we thought, you know, um, obviously 
Chris Lambden had a fantastic idea with it all and then got it to a certain level uh, with Mike Borland and Mike and his crew, seriously, really brilliant job to what they got to as well. And, but they're probably not geared to the same level that we are to produce the cars and we sort of thought, well, someone's going to have to get hold of this. We went and spoke to Mike, then spoke to um, uh, Chris Lambden and the people involved in the, in the um, S5000 program and said, right, oh, we're prepared to take it on, fund it all ourselves and start building some cars. And that's what's happened. And, and I guess the biggest frustration is that uh, Donald Trump puts a ban on certain products and you can't get carbon fibre tubs. Yeah, well, there's been a little bit of a hold-up on some tubs uh, because of the, the shutdown in the US, but it's, look, it's probably like everything. When something's in the news, people like to blame whatever's the latest, greatest thing. You know, It's like in Australia, when things get held up, they say it's because there's a strike at the wharf or something. So whether that's factual or not, I'm not sure, but there has been a little bit of a hold-up on tubs. We're geared up, ready to go, and looking forward to... Um, to launch them at Sandown in September. I mean, look, obviously initially the plan was in May to get the cars out there. We're always going to press for that date, to be honest with you, even if everything arrived on time, because we really, you know, we're putting our reputation on line a little bit with these cars. We're building all 14. We don't want to send cars out in the track and things fall off them. They've got to be tested properly. You want to say properly, you know, several thousand kilometres of testing, all those sort of things. And, and to be honest, as it's worked out, to, to launch them at probably what you'd call the home of, it, of uh, Formula 5000s in Australia, Sandown, I think, remember as a little kid in the early 70s going there and watching them. Um, I think it's probably, probably, um, probably, as it's worked out, probably a great thing. Yeah. Then the announcement that you're also going to give TCR a run as well. Yeah, yeah no, the TCR program, look, we've been watching that um, really for probably three or four years. I think it really started to get a, you know, a bit of legs overseas. I think I'm thinking it was probably 2015, so it's probably three or four years ago. And, we've, look, we follow motorsport generally and... and um, um, we sort of started watching that. We saw some relevance with manufacturers. I mean, I think currently on the world, the WTCR World Series, I think there's, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there might be 13 different manufacturers involved. I mean, in Australia initially, I think we're going to have eight or nine in at the first round. Um, you know, it's one thing probably, with all respect to supercars, hey, we love our supercars program. It's a, hey, there's no motorsport really as competitive and exciting as supercars, but you know, really struggled to get manufacturers to really stick with it. And we just see that WT, uh, sorry, uh, TCR cars are a way of engaging with manufacturers, whether that um, turns into financial support or whatever support is, I'm, I'm really not sure long term. I mean, that would be the ideal thing if the factories really got behind it financially. Um, in Australia, you know, we're a little bit different here. We think we're everything, but we're 1% of the world. So uh, um, you really have... You know, the probably thing with TCRs, because it is a World Series, you have got, you know, it's all of a sudden relevant to Australia. So, anyway, we'll see what happens there. We're looking forward to that. But um, it, all, it all wouldn't happen unless we were a supercar team to start with. So, yeah, there we go. Going back to your point, though, on you've got so many people with high high skill levels, which you've built up over the years. Yeah. Uh, you, you might not have mentioned that you have got a contract to do some of the composite work for the ZB. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the ZB, um, we did it. Deal, uh, an arrangement with Triple Eight where we um, make um, some front splitters, um, supply them to some of the Victorian teams. Um, Walking Shores and Erebus buy their splitters off us. Um, and look, that's a bit of work, but it's not. You know, it's um, once you get on look, the initial push back last year to get the, the numbers of splitters supplied initially was a big push at the time. But once everyone's got their stock, it's just maintaining the existing stock. It's not not a big deal to be honest with you. Once you're on top of it, so you are looking for other things. A um, uh, big part of the um, S5000 program, uh, obviously there are, there are composite, composite car, a lot of composite parts need to be made. Uh, we're engaging, uh, we're doing some ourselves, but also engaging a third party to do some of that work. Uh, and the TCR cards are the same, a lot of composite panels on those. So, you know, certainly a lot of repair work and things will be out just, just keep the keep it rolling through at work. So, yeah. So for the TCR program, that is going to be a 
you want drivers to come to you to... Oh, well, you've announced Chris Pither, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we've announced Chris... Chris Pither and um, and Jimmy Vernon. Jimmy won the uh, uh, Toyota 86 Series two years ago. Um, and look, we look, we look. We've got uh, obviously two other two other cars to fill. So we've got uh, two Alphas and two Renaults. Renaults. Um, so Jimmy Vernon was uh, obviously one of our Alfa Romeo drivers, and Chris will be one of the uh, Renault Megane drivers. So we've still got two seats there. And look, to be honest with you, there it is finding that balance between someone with a budget. I mean, at the end of the day, motorsport costs money, and you know we all kid ourselves sometimes when you know we. People yell and scream, oh, they took this one because they have money and that one because they have money. It's the same all around the world, whether it's Formula One, whether it's supercars. I mean, there's a certain amount of drivers within a grid that get paid and a certain amount that bring funding with them. But at the end of the day, they can all drive cars. And, um, you know, of course, we went through with, with Richie Stanaway at our team this year and, you know, people love to hold the thing up and go, I only got to drive because of the money. Well, the fact is the money's important, but you've also got to be able to drive. You know, you can't be a doofus and, and still be there. So... Um, the TCR program, the other two drivers yet to announce, um, but we've got some exciting news in the pipeline there, so that'll that'll come out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, is the Formula, f- uh, the sorry, Super Five Thousand program, is that going to be a bit like TCR, where you're going to have control of the cars for the most of the time, and then they go just go out on race weekends, or is it going to be you buy your car and then it's hasta la vista? Yeah, well, that, look, that's a reasonable question to ask because really, Gary and I have been speaking about it lately, and we're not a hundred percent sure yet. You know, there was. Um, obviously, initial talk when these cars first started before we had control of it about, you know, they're going to be under 300000 or whatever price and this and that. And really, to be honest with you, um, you know, we've, we've, I think we're currently at... There's, there's more, more, more than that in materials in them before we start working on them. So they're not going to be um, priced exactly as what everybody had hoped initially. But we are also, you know, weighing up whether it is something we're better off building keeping and leasing we're really not sure yet we're just going to get a few cars built we don't even haven't even tried to sell anything yet um but there is a worry that if you you know we're building 14 there is a worry that you know if if you sell them all and only seven you know seven people park them in a garage somewhere because they love motor, motor cars and they just buy one for the sake of having one and everything else it doesn't turn up and race that's not what we want so um so we'll, we'll just weigh that up over the next few months to whether maybe whether we just do a lease deals on them or whether we sell them so that's something still to be decided yeah I guess the TCR one is so effective because it's such a short, compacted season that the teams get them and they have them for six weeks and then they go back, you know, they go back to the uh, the holder. With our seasons, because they run so long generally, that, that does mean it's probably the reason why Formula 4 took uh, forever to get any grip hold. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, that's that's right. I mean, our season is an is a elongated season. Um and look, a big part of that, I suppose, is the travelling distances in Australia and the time you had to get them around places. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think there, you know, look, the initial TCR season, seven rounds, um, first round in May, finishes. You can probably tell me, is it November? I think it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, but in time, I, you know, I know there's been talk of summer seasons with supercars. Uh, Gary and I have been big pushers of the summer season for six or seven years now, and I think an ideal thing maybe of TCR and time to come would be to uh, have a season that around maybe between Australia and New Zealand through that summer month, so we'll see what happens in time with all that. Yeah. Well, Barry, there's cars on the racetrack. We'll let you go. Good on you. Thanks very much. After the break, we'll be hearing from Jason Bright and Tony D'Alberto as he gets ready to take to the track in his Honda Civic. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, Through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. 
Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. I'm from the Cool Drive Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. We're here, Craig Revelle, Tony Whitlock at Phillip Island with Jason Wright, who's been uh, mentoring a young uh, American driver, Matt Powers. Tell us about uh, that to start with in Super 3. Yeah, so Matt, Matt won the Aussie Driver Search last year and, uh, and you know, as part of the prize, wins a, a season in Super 3 and then next year he's doing Super 2. So, um, you know, it's his first year, you know, going to all these circuits, first time to all the circuits. Um, he's done limited miles in the car before coming to Phillip Island and, um, you know, he's, he's doing a great job. You know, it's, it's, um, he's done a little bit of racing in America with, with uh, Formula Ford, but, you know, in essence, he's, um, he's still very green. But he's, he's doing a great job. We had a good test here on, on Wednesday and didn't put a wheel wrong. So, um, you know, we just want to get through this weekend and I think he'll progress through the year. He's done the reverse of you, hasn't he? You were in Australia going to America after, form, well, into Formula Ford. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, the popularity, popularity of supercars over there, you know, he's been following it and, uh, you know, had an aspiration, heard about the Aussie driver search and decided to have a crack at it. You know, it sort of shows you... You know, the, the, I mean, a lot of the guys in this category also competed in Aussie Driver Search. So, you know, he's um, he's out there racing against some guys that he actually beat in the uh, in the in the Aussie Driver Search. But um, you know, they've probably got a bit more experience on some of these circuits. So, you know, he's got a fair bit of learning to do. But you know, I, I'm really impressed with what I see so far. He made the decision to go Super Three, where he could have gone Super Two this year. That sort of says something about his uh, his thought process and in the mechanics of how he wants to build a career. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny. I've had the same conversation with several people, you know, in the last two weeks. You know, guys that you know are always wanting. You're, as a young driver, you're always wanting to make the step up. And uh, you know, as you know, from my own experience, you know, if you can't make the step up and be competitive in the category you want to get into then don't make it you know stay in the category you can be competitive in and do a better job of that and you know get into the next category when you know the opportunity's right and I've always been lucky to surround myself with the right people and drive for the right teams and you know as long as you do that you'll get the results and you can keep progressing but you know it's very easy to you see a lot of guys in Formula One desperate to get in there and they drive for a back market team and it lasts one or two seasons and uh, it's all over. Yeah, that's one of the things you're busy this weekend, but you've got your own project about to start up, which is pretty exciting. It's a whole new category for you, TCR. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that they, they was launched, obviously, um, you know, late last year, and, you know, I had my eyes on it from the word go. I went to the launch. Um, you know, the, the category globally is very successful. You know, they've done a great job of, you know, making the rules and the cars and everything, you know, quite, the cost quite contained. But at the same time, you know, they've got 12 manufacturers in there. They do a great job of, you know, keeping the parity between all of the brands. Um, you know, they've got, you know, means to adjust the power in every car. They can adjust the ride height to, to affect the downforce and they can adjust the weight as well. And between those three things, they can adjust, you know, where different cars are strong and, and where different cars are weak. And, and that means that, you know, no matter which car you buy you should be able to be competitive and um, and that that's what makes a, a category successful you know you've committed already to a couple of cars tell us about that yeah so uh, bought two Volkswagens and um, you know I, I uh, you know my preference was the Volkswagen because you know the whole uh, the, the basis that I've built the team on is um, is a is a, a tradie based team and um, you know with Volkswagen doing the caddy 
the, the Amarok and, um, and vans as well, it really suited what we're trying to do with that. So, um, you know, I really, I was, my preference was the Volkswagen. I'm very lucky that the Volkswagen is also a very competitive car in TCR. And, and uh, you know, it, the cars are built by Volkswagen. It's got very good support in Australia from Melbourne Perform- Performance Centre. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty happy with the decision. So they'll be actually uh, travelling your car and preparing them for you? No, at the moment, I'm, you know, I've got a couple of different options as far as that goes. Um, you know, and you know, MPC is one of those options. You right. know, um, you know, but I, you know, I've got that decision to make this week. I mean, you know, I, I was sort of heading down the road with MPC, and you know, they're still a very good option. Um, but I'm, I'll be locking away where I'm running it from uh, in the next couple of weeks. And, and and you know, to be honest, you know, I'm looking for. You know, I'm not looking to, to set up a team from scratch. I'm not looking to, to uh, you know, with, with the way the rules are and the cars are, you don't need a ton of equipment. You know, I need someone who can supply me some radios, a truck to transport the cars to and a bit of workshop space and some tools to work on it, you know. Um, you're obviously going to drive one of the cars. Have you got the second driver lined up? Not yet. That announcement will happen soon. There's a, there's, there's a couple of guys in, you know, who've got their hand up for it, um, you know, and... And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been overwhelmed with, you know, the the attention that's got since I announced it from drivers, sponsors, um, and even the media. Like, you know, it's it's been, it's I'm you know I'm really happy with the attention that TCR is getting. I've I've sort of believed in it from the word go, and you know, in the last few weeks, and I think in the coming weeks, there's just going to be more and more announcements. Now, Task Force is your other major project that you've been working on for the last few years. How is having Task Force and then Team Trader you're going to be able to leverage your racing career and then what you want both of these things to be doing for each other? Yep. So, I mean, I actually came up with the concept a couple of years ago, you know, and sort of was originally sort of looking at doing something in supercars with it. Um, but, you know, we're, we're putting together a group of sponsors and partners that are all tradie-based. You know, all companies like Task Force that you know, have tradesmen and trade businesses and, and uh, you know, sell to tradesmen. So whether it's a work boot company or a hire company or a vehicle company or um, workwear, tools, you know, we're putting together a bunch of partners that that sell to tradies. Um, and we're going to give, you know, the plan is to give a tradie a driver the racing car at the end of the year. And it's a peer-to-peer, uh, a peer-to-peer arrangement that you're hoping will be able to leverage more and more support from each other and bringing then in the wider making the net even wider yeah exactly you know we we've all we all market to the same people and uh you know motorsport is all is a marketing tool and you know we want to we want to build something that you know we can all work together to uh you know to improve each other's um, ability to talk to those tradies and at the end of the day you know We'll be giving a lot of prizes away to tradies. Uh, you know, we'll, um, you know, can't wait to put a tradie in the car and give them a drive of the car at the end of the year. And you know, the, the, the details of that will be coming out soon. But you know, it's the way it's all developing, and you know, the prizes that we're looking at having in, in as part of it. Um, you know, it's exciting. And I, and I think that you know, the, the world of sports sponsorship has changed a lot. Um, it's very hard to find sponsors, and you need to find that point of difference and and you know what we're doing is talking to a specific sector and that's tradies and home renovations uh have you got a relationship with volkswagen australia yet or is that to come or uh we're, we're, you know there's contact being made um you know and i'm happy with the, the progress it's making you know it's it's still early days you know i 
it being the first year of TCR, it's great to see, you know, they've already got so many manufacturers in there. Um, you know, it's going to be an exciting year for TCR. We've already seen, you know, several other good drivers uh, announced, and I think there's plenty more to come. And as long as the racing's good and the television's good, I think that there's going to be a lot of people jump on board. One of the terrific things is, you know, drivers like yourself and Tony Dalberto, Chris Bether, uh, very accomplished drivers, professional drivers, but with that young blend probably to come in. So that's that combination you want, ones who are wanting to prove themselves and ones who are wanting to say, hey, we're still here. Well, exactly. You know, and that's, you know, I think that's important for the category. You know, I think it's important to have guys that young guys can come in and benchmark themselves against and for guys in... You know, other categories, whether it's supercars or whether it's other TCR teams overseas, to see young guys that are being benchmarked against guys that have been around for a while or, you know, they know are still competitive in supercars. So, um, you know, it, it, is, it is about that mix and, I, you know, I feel like that was an important thing for the first year for TCR to get, you know, some guys in there that, you know, have been around a while and, and you know, I think that's why there's so much interest now is that you see the Pithers and Dalbertos and, um, and and myself announced in there and then all of a sudden there's a lot of guys knocking on the door to get in there. So how is the race driver Jason Bright going? How Last time you were in the car, was it the bend when you were running the 86 or have you been doing a bit of other driving since then? Well, my last one was the Gold Coast with, with Team 18, so yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, there was plenty of times where you'd spend you know three or four months out of the saddle between seasons and you know i'm yeah i'm I'm looking forward to getting back in the car done as many track walks i can this weekend with different drivers to to lose a bit of weight but um it's uh you know i'm looking forward to getting back in the car Uh, i think the racing is going to be great i'm I'm looking forward to the sprint race format after you know you know doing all the longer races in supercars for quite a while and i'm looking forward to driving cars that can race wheel to wheel really well um you know that was one of the things I really enjoyed about racing the Toyota 86 at the Bend last year was how good the racing was. You know how great you know you could slipstream cars and and uh, you know yeah it was it was really exciting. I spoke to Garth at the start of this weekend. I'm like you're gonna have a ball out there because you know it's not the every lap is you know you do more racing in every lap in one of these things than what you do in you know hundred laps of supercars. But that's you know that's the nature of supercars. It's very competitive and the cars are hard to pass and and the you know, it's, it's, uh, every category is different. Well, thanks, Jason Bright. It's been wonderful to talk to you and uh, look forward to getting back with the young charge over here, Matt Powers, and we'll watch there and look forward to uh, debut at Eastern Creek in uh, May. Thanks, guys. Tony Alberto, looks like your racing career is getting a bit busier with the uh, advent of TCR, and it's great to hear that you've been announced with David Wall Racing. Yeah, I'm really, really happy about that. Um, to join David Wall and this new TCR category. Um, obviously, to add to my other racing commitments, you know, another seven rounds now, and I think it's going to be a really tight championship, some, some very handy steerers in there as well. So it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for obviously bringing a new category, new cars. Um, so there's a, there's a lot to play out, but, yeah, very happy to make the grid for the, um, the inaugural year of TCR. Now, you've... On top of your endurance driving duties, you've been regularly up the front of the GT field. Yep. How's that looking this year? Because GT's going through a tough time at the moment. 
Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a funny period for GT, but I'm going to do the endurance part of the championship again with Max Twig with Scott Taylor Motorsport. So everything will remain the same there. How we we won the championship last year, so we're going to try and defend our title. See how we go. Um, so yeah, that, that's all looking good, but that doesn't really kick off till June. So um, it's nice to finalise this TCR stuff and actually get some more driving this time of year. It's going to be an interesting series too because it's a real throwback to the old touring car championship yeah. days, 30-minute races, three of them across the weekend. Yeah, and the big thing uh, for me is uh, actually having the car to myself. <laughs> uh, so much racing now as an endurance driver, obviously in supercars, but obviously in GT, and you're always sort of compromising and sharing. And, um, you know, this time around with the TCR thing, it's, it's my own thing, so I've got no one else to blame. Um, but, yeah, you know, sprint format. Uh, I think uh, for me personally, it's going to sharpen me up. It's going to uh, going to be a lot of racing, get my eye in, especially prior to the Supercar Enduros. And David's proving more and more that he's a, a good team owner, championship wins and everything and the like, yep. just developing that, that base and expanding his business as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I raced with them at the 12-hour this year in the Lamborghini, and I saw how David, you know, as a driver, stood back and ran the team, and I was really impressed with that, and he's got a great group of guys. So when the opportunity came up to drive the Honda with those guys, I absolutely jumped at it because I thought, you know, they know what they're doing, they're racers at heart, and uh, this is a great opportunity, so I wasn't going to miss out. And what about the drives you are getting throughout the year with DJ? Team Penske, Shell V-Power Racing. I never know which one I should call it. But if I get them all in there, Ryan will be happy. Yeah, that's right. It's um, no, They keep me pretty busy. I obviously went to Tassie um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, did the co-driver session. We've got some um, sponsor ride days coming up as well uh, and test days as well. So during the year, um, not so much this time right now, but from probably June on, it will really ramp up. And, uh, you know, they uh, play a really good role in getting me up to speed um, for, the en- for the Enduros. And this year being Bathurst, the first one, it's obviously very crucial. You don't have that, the, the Sandown event, which wasn't ever a warm-up, but it was a, it's an easier circuit than Bathurst. So uh, that's why I'm so keen to do other racing in between. And uh, while it's not a V8 supercar, you know, racing a GT car or TCR, it's just keeping you in the game. It's keeping you sharp. Um, you can't sort of um, not do miles leading into these events. And what about Monday to Friday? What's Tony Dalberto do with the, the rest of his life? Very busy. Uh, I do a lot of driver training events, more on the corporate side of things. So I work for different car manufacturers. I'm at a racetrack most days, to be honest. So um, I'm certainly living the dream. I really do enjoy that side of it, uh, passing on a little bit of knowledge, but also you know, to see the smile on people's faces when they drive a brand new car, and around a racetrack for the first time, it's uh, you get it's very rewarding. So, very busy doing that, and I can sort of pick and choose what I can and can't do. So, um, it fits with my lifestyle at the moment. Well, Tony, looking forward to seeing you out on the track again, and particularly with TCR, which has really morphed in the last two or three months from being, oh, will I have five cars to now? It looks like it's going to be a solid 15 car grid, and yeah. a, a lot of guys in your position as well like Bridie and yeah, and the Pitha. like all getting in there with yeah Pither and it's it's going to be a very interesting uh, year to see how this first one kicks off and if the fans will get behind it because they scream out they want to see diversity of cars and this is what it's very much going to offer yeah without a doubt it's um it's something a little bit different 
Uh, and I think a lot of people are really anticipating the first round and see how the championship does roll out. And I know the championship are pushing really hard to make sure they, they come out strong with the, you know, 15 to 16 cars on the grid, some really strong drivers um, to come out with a bang. They want to do it properly um, because it's a, it's a formula that you know, across the world has done really well. Um, you know, it's certainly not at Vert Supercar level just yet or any of that sort of talk, but, um, you know, as a, not a feeder category, but also for, for myself, just a, another style of racing, I think it, it ticks that box as well. So it's going to be really interesting. I haven't driven a front-wheel drive before either, so I've got a bit of work to do there. My memory, though, is uh, Sydney Motorsport Park was always a pretty good track for you. Yeah, I, I do enjoy Sydney Motorsport Park, and we go to Tail and Ben, we've got Phillip Island, so some really good tracks on the calendar. Um, and like I said, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve to begin with to try and work out what that car needs to go fast, how do I drive it fast, what do I need to do. Um, I've only really driven rear-wheel drive touring car sort of you know size vehicles, so... You know, we've got this little Honda Civic Type R. I think, you know, from all reports, they're like a big go-kart. So um, that's okay. I enjoy that too. Tony, great to catch up with you. Thank you very much. Cheers. After break, our final thoughts for this week's Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Welcome to Inside Supercars, this is Ryan Story from DJR Team Penske, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. Craig, final thoughts uh, for this week's Inside Supercars. Mine is really about another category. And I find it really exciting that we have this new category. It's now going to be out there. They've got, you know, 15, 16 cars or more maybe, up to 18 this weekend. There's more depth to the field than we've had since the two-litre days back in the mid-90s. It's terrific to see. Great combination of, you know, experienced drivers, young drivers wanting to make a name for themselves, and a great bunch of cars because most of them, have come from the Northern Hemisphere, where they've been made by race teams who, who are making these cars. I can't remember the number, but there is an extremely large number of TCR cars already competing in other countries. Craig, your thoughts for this week? Well, I have to say I'm not as excited as you are about another series because that's been the problem with Australian motorsport over the years. Another series and another series and another series, which ends up fracturing and splintering numbers across... Uh, all motorsports so uh, we'll see how this one goes there's plenty of excitement about it and uh, you know I have got interest in it um, but it's going to be very interesting to see if any any existing series go by the wayside um, because most people in motorsport go there are too many different types and different types of racing that you can do and this is a problem in the sport that I grew up with Speedway and it's definitely a problem in road racing as well but an international formula like TCR has got a a lot of possibilities and that's what I think everyone in Australia is excited about that's getting in behind it right now 
I think one of the things, the key things about this particular category is there's real differ- differentiation between it and what exists currently. You know, these are front-wheel drive cars. They're going to appeal far more to younger people. And as you suggested, there could well be supercars that are going to rue the day they didn't keep them on the bill with them. They can always get them, get them on, of course, in future. But I think that they're going to appeal to a different uh, audience than the supercars do. So it'll be all interesting to watch, and this weekend we'll have a chance to see them live, if for those in Sydney, uh, as well as on television. And that's a great thing for this category to have as an opening uh, hit-out. So that's all from this week's Inside Supercars. And it's good night from me, and... And it's good night from him. Good night. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.